Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. It is that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. We're catching up with Craig Laminon, spokesperson for the NSRI, and a very, very troubling situation this past weekend. You've possibly read about it. The NSRI at the Strandfontein base in the Cape have had a rescue boat stolen, and it was subsequently found burnt out. Craig, troubling times. Thanks for joining us. How are you guys doing, given the circumstances? Yeah, obviously very disappointed in what has happened. Um, understandably, NSRI, we're on operational standby 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Um, we can't afford to have uh, any gap in that. I mean, we, we've got to be ready at any given time to launch to go uh, uh, for a rescue operation. So, I mean, very quickly, we were able to put plans in place to have a, a substitute vessel um, in place of, of that craft. But, I mean, it is unthinkable that somebody has stolen a rescue craft from a volunteer rescue organization. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, from all quarters, we're getting a, a, a huge shout-out of, of support. Understandably, NSRI itself is a South African organization by South Africans. The NSRI volunteers are by far our greatest asset. Um, but uh, together with that, are thousands of people and the, the, the thousands of, of, of uh, corporations that donate and sponsor to the NSRI that, that give our volunteers the capability of having these world-class assets to launch to, to go on, on, a rescue, on a rescue operation. And, I mean, we're ready any time of the day or night. It makes absolutely no difference on, on the weather. We're ready to go at a moment's notice. And that's in cooperation with the greater emergency services. I mean, we've got uh, police, um, uh, uh, law enforcement, ambulance services, um, uh, fire and rescue services, lifeguards, all of them. Everybody has to be operationally ready every minute of the day to go and rescue anyone who gets into trouble. We're actually saying uh, it's strange that even if we knew who these criminals were, if their children got into difficulty in the water, we would still be, without any hesitation, rushing to go to their aid. Sure. And I think that's the sad part about this, is that, uh, you know, it's, uh, they've, they've, really, they've, they've taken something away from themselves um, uh, rather than thinking that they've scored something from us. We do appeal to the public to to, to look out for uh, things like our NSRI rescue stations that are sometimes in remote areas. Uh, the public are already keeping a watch on our pink rescue boys around the country um, that also sometimes go, go missing from uh, here and there. But, but every, this is a truly South African organisation that success is thanks to the nature of South Africans. And we can all be very proud of the NSRI for that reason. But for something like this to happen is actually unthinkable. Craig, now I understand it was a jet rib rescue craft. You can maybe tell us what that is. And then also, if you wouldn't just for folk who aren't up to speed on the story, maybe just rewind to the guys arriving at the Strandfontein NSRI base this past weekend, what they encountered, and just pick up the story for us if you could. So they got to the station for normal routine training exercises on Sunday morning and found that the main gate to the slipway, the, 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 the boat gate, um, uh, boat door gate, had been broken open and then shut. Um, so you know, a, an alarm 
sort of like had, had an in, inadvertent, there was an in, inadvertent alarm that, that went off, but I, I noticed because it was so quick. So uh, the Jetrib is missing. The Jetrib itself is a South African success story. It's built by South Africans and it's received an International Maritime Rescue Federation Award um, in 2021. It was designed in 2019. The difficulty with doing a, an in-surf rescue operation where you're in the surf line in amongst other bathers and you've got rescue swimmers jumping into the water and you've got the patient himself or herself in the water, um, the, the outboard motor of a normal rigid inflatable um, a rescue craft, or, or what's commonly known as a rubber duck rescue craft, that outboard motor, you, you're at risk of that propeller um, cutting somebody in a, in a difficult rescue operation like that in the surf line where you've also got to negotiate the waves. So they designed a, a rigid hull inflatable boat on the jet on the jet ski principle. So it's got a jet motor instead of an outboard motor. Okay. So we can comfortably go in and out of the surf line with rescue swimmers jumping in the water, with patients, even in amongst other bathers to rescue somebody and not hurt anybody. Uh, I mean, that's just, it's just an amazing craft. Uh, and, and, and as I say, International Maritime Rescue Federation has awarded it because of its innovation. Um, and that's the South African uh, idea. In, in cooperation with the NSRI, that, that, that uh, two... Uh, companies came up with that idea. It looks like the, the, the Yamaha VX1050 motor may have been stolen out of the jet trip, and then they raised the jet trip to the ground because there's nothing else that you can take off it. You, you, know, you can't take any other part off it. Right. Um, so that to us makes absolutely no sense at all. So it's been completely um, burnt out? Completely raised to the ground. You know, it's, it's, it's very strange because you know, you'd think they'd take the, the, the motor out and leave the, 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 the shell yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or the hull and, and the and actual boat part of it behind, which we could use again. They didn't do that. And I think that's, that's raised questions from all of society, um, all across the board. Are we getting inquiries as to, well, you know, this doesn't make any sense. It's... it's, it's um, uh, why be so destructive? There seems to be a mob mentality that sometimes takes over and sadly contributes to issues like this, Craig. You have laid a case with the South African police. How are investigations progressing? Police in cooperation with uh, law enforcement and, and, and Metro Police uh, investigations are underway. But I think everybody's helping in, in this case. Everyone uh, far and wide is, uh, is um, the, the effort, it's a big effort. I think because the NSRI is a volunteer organization ready to come and rescue you without pay at any time of the day or night, I think everybody's looked at this and thought, well, you know, whoever this was, it couldn't have been, it's an, un, it's an, un, somebody hasn't thought this through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for that reason, we, we're getting a lot of support far and wide. And, um, uh, you know, obviously we're leaving it now to police, law enforcement, uh, metro police. The police case has been opened um, and uh, let them do their work. But I think at the same time, it's, it's, it's run really far and wide that you know, if you look at who we are and, and we are part of the South African emergency response. Uh, so it's, it's sort of like it makes absolutely no sense that this has happened. 
Given the amazing work that the NSRI do and have done for many years, you're a volunteer organization, as you said. Something like this has got to affect morale and confidence a little as well. No, nothing affects our morale. Our, our morale is uh, up there 100%. Uh, you know, we, we are a very special breed of people, our NSRI volunteers. But on top of that, a very special breed of, of, of person and corporation. The people, you know, when we're launching at, at 3 a.m. in the morning in a 4-7 storm, we consider the people who are donating funds to us and, and sponsoring us, we consider them literally, even though we, we know they're tucked up in bed at home, they are actually strapped to our backs in that moment because without them, we don't have these world-class assets right up there with the best in the world sure. uh, to, to go and do these rescue operations. And without our volunteers who are right up there with the best in the world, in fact, we you know, and we know that other, other emergency service will take the, they'll say no, it's them. We all agree with ourselves. We can only try to be our best at all the time. It's, it's, that, that is the focus, is that when you launch on a rescue operation, you have to operate at 100%. There's no margin for error. And everybody in the emergency services internationally, that is our, our creed. That, that is, that is what, what we are always working towards. So if you think about NSRI as a whole, the behind the scenes, the, the structure that's built around behind it, is everything is concentrated on that moment that the call, at the fire station they call it the bell drops. Um, when the call out comes, all focus is on saving somebody's life. Well, you certainly have done an amazing job and uh, strength of character as well, not to feel a little cheated by a community that you work so hard to protect, Craig. Well done, you guys. The value of the the uh, craft that was destroyed, I haven't got that yet. What are those worth? So fully kitted and ready to be launched on a rescue operation is 650,000 rand. Um, and that's a relatively small craft. So it's a, it's a two-person uh, rescue craft. The specific intention is to be able to work in uh, the, the, the surf line uh, close inshore. So that craft alone is 650,000 Rand, fully kitted, ready for operation. So you can imagine now when, we, when our volunteers arrived on Sunday morning for, for duty, to find that, that missing, you, it's quick thinking as to what's going to happen if, if they get a call out now. Sure, sure. If you understand what I mean, it's like, um, we we haven't got we, we don't have this the, the luxury of thinking oh we'll we'll worry about it tomorrow. It's immediately plans go into place, and it's just a, a huge shout out to to our volunteers that they are that they have that that mental metal that they immediately putting plans in place to be one hundred percent operationally ready for a rescue operation because that's that's all we do, and that's why our sole mandate is. Um, uh, to respond to emergencies, life-threatening emergencies on South African waters. Final question for you, Craig. You mentioned there was a brief alarm that went off the evening of the uh, rescue craft being stolen. Have you had opportunity to uh, check out what happened there? Will you be reassessing? That's part of the investigation, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's probably well-planned, well-thought-out. It was quick. We don't think – look, I mean – yeah, we we don't. Even if they get away with it, they're not going to get away with it because it's it's uh, they've they've stolen from themselves. Mm, mm. Put, it, put it that way. We appreciate you joining us on that weekend feeling. Thank you for your time. Thanks for the great job that you and all the dedicated team members at the National Sea Rescue Institute have done for so long and continue to do. It's much appreciated, Craig Lamanon. Thanks very much. 
That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.